Hello, and welcome to Sunday Devotionals with John and Rachel. We're so honored to have you join us as we explore God's truth and get to know him in a more authentic and intimate way. As we go through life, many of us have questions, concerns, and issues that may hinder us from fully embracing who God is and who he's called us to be. These devotionals are designed to help us navigate life and all that comes with it, learning and growing in God. So pull up a chair and grab a cup of coffee, or in my case, tea, and join us as we fellowship. So Lord, we thank you and we praise you for this week, God, the week that you've allowed us to go through, God, thank the you. past week that you've kept our bodies, you kept our minds, you kept our hearts, God, you have provided for us and we haven't lacked anything you, that we've needed. And the fact that we're here today proves that we got everything we needed. Thank you, Lord, I thank you and I praise you for the opportunity to hear from you once again. I pray that as we prepare to gather around the table once more, that you will feed us manna from on high. Words that could only come from you, God. I pray, God, that you would touch the hearts and the ears of the listeners that are hearing. But I pray, God, that you would ready their hearts to receive what you're saying, God, and that it will penetrate and that it will fall on good ground so that growth and fruit may uh, take place and be evident, God. I pray, God, that you would anoint our lips, God. Let us speak what only comes from you and the mind of you and the heart of you, God. I thank you and I praise you now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. So, so today we wanted to continue on um, speaking about the character development aspect. We've talked about God. We spent most of our time together really trying to quantify the bigness of God. Uh, we talked about various aspects of his character. We talked about his personality. We talked about, um, I used dichotomy earlier, but it's really the <laughs> balance between pleasing God and um, allowing God to work through us to please himself. We talked about that and that we can do all these things in our own strength, but our goodness is filthy rags. We're not uh, equipped to please God in our own efforts, in our own strength. So now we're starting to get into like living the life that God has called us to live with his help. So this is this this next few uh, weeks we're going to be spending probably finishing out the year, most likely on the fruit of the spirit and actually living this life and how to work with God and allow God to work through us to please him and to grow in grace. And then just yeah. to also to add also mm -hmm. just again, the evidence, because the fruit is just the evidence of what's taking place right. internally. Mm -hmm. So understanding the evidence and those things that should be seen by others and that their experience, a tree is the fruit that comes from the tree is not for the tree. It's for the people that take from the tree. Mm. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a tree doesn't benefit from the apples that grow from it. It's the people that pick the apples and what they do with those apples, mm -hmm. applesauce, apple juice, apples, whatever it is that comes from them taking it from the tree. So again, understanding the fruit that's evident that other people can now glean from and take from. So it's also understanding us interacting with our world mm -hmm. and making a difference or impact and how that should look and what yeah. should be evident yeah. or experienced by others. Yeah. 
And what is that scripture that we know them by their fruit, mm-hmm. you know, or, or, you know, we, we know people by how we interact with them and the feedback that we get or the response that we get from, from people. And this can be an individual basis. This is individual interactions. This is how we react in certain situations. You know, all that stuff, our life is supposed to be in remember last, I think it was last week or the week before we talked about being a letter. And mm-hmm. being a fragrance. Yep. I'll so those two things that the Lord is calling us to be. And, and the amazing thing about the Bible is a lot of times we feel like we got to do a lot of verbal stuff, you know, like, like whoever can know the most scriptures and whoever knows. And all that stuff has its place. The more scripture, you know, the more you can live. Knowledge is power. You know, your relationship with God goes to a whole nother level when you're actually feeding yourself the word and being able to regurgitate it and memorize it and doing all that stuff that has its place, not minimizing that at all. But as far as being a witness, as far as demonstrating the fruit, there's a lot more nonverbal promptings that the Bible gets us that's pushing us towards than the verbal thing. You know, be ready to give an answer of the hope that's within you. Yes. But it's also you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. All this stuff is nonverbal things that the Lord is encouraging us to 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 put more stock in. So the fruit of the spirit help us display the work of Christ that is happening inside of us. So. In order for us to understand the fruit of the Spirit, it's important for us to understand the Holy Spirit. Understanding who the Holy Spirit is, what the role of the Holy Spirit is in our lives, is going to be key to us understanding how those fruit are demonstrated in our lives because of our relationship with the Lord. So first thing, the Holy Spirit is a person. Okay, so a lot of times, you know, you grow up in church, or you you know, you see it on TV, and they talk about I caught the Holy Spirit, and yeah. you know, Holy Spirit is mystified and and made into a presence uh, or uh, a, ghost a ghost that comes upon you and makes you shout, and makes you speak or in tongues, and oh, I feel I caught the Holy Ghost in church because I felt that, um, th- and, and and that is a very um, commercial. Very commercial and minimized. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, just not accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, (laughs) let's just throw it out there. And it's it's important for us to understand the work of the Holy Spirit because it is the Holy Spirit that makes the Word of God make sense. The Holy Spirit is the person in the Godhead that makes Jesus, the work of Christ, our understanding of God's love. All that stuff makes sense because the Holy Spirit reveals that to us through the word, meaning the word of God. So the Bible is God's actual word. We believe that the Bible is the immutable word, infallible word of God. So you can read the Bible as a literature book and not get the same thing. As if you would ask the Holy Spirit for insight on what God is saying through the scripture, you get a whole different meaning than reading the Bible scholastically. So the work of the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit is one of the reasons why we're all here today. The Holy Spirit opens up your ears, your eyes, your heart, allows you to be able to be drawn to an interest of God. The Bible says no man comes to the father unless they are first drawn. So the Holy Spirit is the person in the Godhead that draws us to a knowledge of the Lord. The work of the Holy Spirit is what moves on our hearts to cause us to see ourselves as having a need for God. The Holy Spirit demonstrates to us or teaches us and guides us into truth. So in order to understand the fruit of the Spirit, we must understand the need of the Holy Spirit, who the Holy Spirit is. Okay, so let's go back to the beginning. And you said this wasn't. 
three points, but I'm going to use it as three points. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the first thing was we talked about, you know, God above us. Right. So we talked about God first. The whole series, we talked about God from beginning of the year, who God is, God's character. Then we talked about Christ. Okay. So salvation comes into play because we can't please God on our own. Right. We needed Jesus to come and fulfill God's law so that we, because we couldn't, it was, they were making sacrifices, but because Christ came and died for us, now we have access to God because Christ, Jesus was God with us, Emmanuel. Right. Jesus with us. Now, now we come to the place where for three years, these disciples and Jesus picked the disciples three years. They were walking with him, basically seeing how someone who lived for God, a disciple of God, disciple of Christ should live. Okay. At this particular point, when the Holy Spirit is being formally introduced, because the Holy Spirit was being alluded to throughout the scriptures, even in the Old Testament. Now, Jesus has already died. He's getting ready to die on the cross. He's getting ready to, to fulfill his role as giving us access back to God. What happens is now he starts to speak about who is going to be with us in his place. Okay. To help us to live the life that he had taught us to live, but now not being with us, but now being in us. I wanted us to go to uh, the gospel of John, okay, John chapter 14, and I'm going to read to you from the NIV. This is the New International Version. This is verses 14, the chapter 14, and then I'm going to bounce around. And this is Jesus. This is one of Jesus' first introductions about the Holy Spirit and his promise that the Holy Spirit is going to come, Okay. And the role of the Holy Spirit is, is, is displayed in this in this here, too. So we're going to read this. and We're going to talk about this a little bit. Starting at verse 15, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commands and I will ask the father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth. Notice how he starts that. If you love me keep my commands. Now you see how this kind of ties into what we were talking about last, last week about, um, in, in pleasing God and in the importance in living a life that's pleasing to God, you must first understand that you cannot please God on your own. That means you can do all the willpower you want. You can do, you know, all the things that you want, go to church, pray, all this other stuff at the root of it. We're all humans and we're all sinful. We are only we are all sinners saved by grace. That means that in our best efforts to be good, according to God's standard, we're not because we can't control our thoughts. The right situation happens and we are reacting the way Jesus wouldn't react. It's just human. God takes that into consideration. The Bible says that he remembers our frame and he doesn't punish us as our sins deserve. He remembers that we are dust. That's in Psalms. So God has God is very aware. The Lord is very aware of our propensities of our sinful nature. However, there is also a call for us that although we cannot be perfect in our own strength, there is a call to strive for perfection, which means you're not living the way you would normally live, just appeasing yourself and, 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 and just doing whatever you want. Because Jesus is saying here, if you love me, you'll keep my commands, even if they're hard to do. If you love me, you'll strive 
to live like you love me. No different than if you're in a relationship with a spouse or your parents or whatever, and you love that person and you say you love that person. Your love to them is proven by your desire to please them. You're not intentionally looking to hurt them. If you do hurt them, you're ready to apologize. You're ready to repent. You're ready to, to, to make amends. You do whatever you can to make sure that relationship is sustained. Now, there's a fine line because with God, we need God in us to help us maintain a relationship with him. This is why God, the Bible says we love him because he first loved us. God initiated the relationship with us. And it's an amazing thing. It's an amazing thing. If you love me, keep my commands. And Jesus said, and I will ask the father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. Now, I want to stop there for a minute. okay? because the word advocate is important here. All right. If Jesus is saying, I'm going to send an advocate for you, another advocate, that means that a relationship with Christ Jesus is our first advocate. Now, we know what an advocate is. An advocate is basically like a lawyer, like a, somebody who defends you, somebody who, who, um, who protects you, somebody who, um, stands, who has your back in that way. All right? So Jesus was our first advocate in the sense that Jesus came down and made salvation possible for us. So he advocated for us in that he knew that we were sinful and he knew that we would not be able to please God. So he said, Hey, listen, father, I'm going to go down. I'm going to die for them. So that if they say they with me, then I'm advocating for them in your presence. So although they will never be perfect, even if they believe in me, they will never be perfect. At the same time, if they say they with me, then I want you to see me and not them. So we were advocated for in regards to sin. So as far as salvation goes and your relationship with God, if you have a relationship with Jesus, then Jesus has advocated for you with God, which means as long as your relationship is with Christ and your trust is with Christ. I know he died for me. I, I, I know I'm not perfect, but I'm striving to, to do what, what God has called me to do. I'm striving to live a life. He's the Lord of my life. I've given him control of my future, of my destiny, of my life. Now God sees Christ rather than looking at you for who you were. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, <clears throat> the fact that Christ was the first advocate, now we take it a step further. So now Jesus is like, okay, I'm finishing my work as far as dying for y'all on the cross. I'm going to do that. All right. But then I have to go back to my father. But when I go back to my father, I'm going to send someone else who is going to advocate for you on a deeper level. Okay. So it's not just advocating for you salvation wise. I'm advocating for you as far as empowering you to live this life that you couldn't live outside of salvation. So the advocacy part here, he said, I'm going to send another advocate, which means he's going to send a helper that will be now in us. Holy Spirit will be in us. And he says he'll be in us forever. The spirit of truth. One of the main keys and one of the main characteristics of the Holy Spirit is that the Holy Spirit comes to reveal truth, the truth about God, the truth about the world, the truth about you, the truth about what really matters, the truth, the spirit of truth. We're in a very deceptive age right now. 
We're in a world and a society that's very, very, very deceptive. And it's really scary because, you know, a lot of people are like searching for truth now. And the point is truth has to be defined itself, though. Right. Because truth is not relative. Right. Right. Like your truth may not be my truth. And both of our truths could be lies. Absolutely. Truth is only defined by God. Because God is the only being that cannot lie. And it's, it's got to be outside of mm-hmm. what everybody else is experiencing. Yes. So you have to, the person who's establishing it would have to be one that doesn't have a vested interest or, or experiencing it in it. Because otherwise it will be biased or skewed. Yes. It's got to be outside. And God is the only one outside of the realm of time and space. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it would have to come from him. Yeah. Yeah. So what the Holy Spirit will help us do is connect us to the truth of God so that that will supersede even the truth that we're willing to accept about ourselves. So he comes to give the spirit of truth. And the Bible says the world would not accept him because it neither sees him or knows him, meaning the Holy Spirit. But you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. Jesus says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. And he says, before long, the world will not see me anymore, but will, but you will see me because I live and you also will live. In order for us to value the Holy Spirit, we must first see our need for him in our life. So we first made it clear, and I, I pray that we did, in the sense that in order for you to come to the knowledge of Christ as Savior, the Holy Spirit is at work drawing you to him. But we also must allow the Holy Spirit to be able to continue that work of drawing us past salvation into a more real relationship that now begins to affect our character and our decisions. The work of the Holy Spirit is more than just drawing you so that you can say you were saved. The work of the Holy Spirit is to draw you into a really deep relationship with the Lord, where now every decision, um, you, you start to now, you're, you're starting to get influenced. We said that before, like you're starting to get influenced by, eh, I don't, think I can do that. And, and it, it's sustaining mm-hmm. the relationship. Right. It draw, he draws you, but then he, he helps to sustain. He's like that facilitator that mm-hmm. just keeps it going. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, no, you, I don't think you should do that. No, you know, why, why don't you go ahead? Why don't you forgive that person? Why don't you let that, let it go? And the beautiful thing about the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit is not domineering. So the Holy Spirit is equated to a dove. And if you know the characteristics of doves, like birds, you know what's crazy about it? You rarely see them, right? You rarely see doves. Like they, 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 they. You know they're around. It's a, it's a variation of a pigeon, but it, 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 you know they're around. But they're easily spooked in the sense that if they feel like they're not welcome, or if they feel like there's a lot of chaos or noise or whatever, or a threat, they're gonna disappear. They're gonna fly away. So he's an advocate in that he walks alongside us in our lives. And his presence is not domineering, meaning he ain't going to yell at you and say, hey, you need to stop doing that. Didn't I tell? No, it's a very gentle presence that walks with you, but also an empowering presence that allows you to do what you wouldn't be able to do through the power of the Holy Spirit. So this is what's amazing. Another part of the Holy Spirit. The first thing we said is that the Holy Spirit is an advocate, right? The Holy Spirit will advocate for us to God. Okay. The second thing that we said is the Holy Spirit is also known as the spirit of truth. 
So whatever ultimate absolute truth, godly divine truth is, the Holy Spirit reveals that to us. Okay. Now, the third thing is the Holy Spirit also in his working with us reveals who God is to us. He reveals who God is to us. And this is why it's so important in this day. And we said this before, there's so many doctrines, so many different things going on, so many voices, so many things. And people really want to know who God really is. And it is impossible to know who God is in any way, shape or form without the work of the Holy Spirit and you allowing God's truth to be revealed to you. So just to make it practical, like whenever you read the Bible, whenever you listen to a sermon, whenever even you come on the Zoom, whenever you're, you know, you read a devotion or whatever. The first thing that, that I like to do is I like to say, Lord, you know, speak to me through this. Holy Spirit, reveal your truth to me through this. Let me get something from this that's beyond the pages. Let me hear you in this. Speak to me through this. In Jesus name. Amen. And then I listen. And a hundred percent of the times I'm walking away with something that I may not even understood that I really received. So there's a lot of things that we have received and that we've been receiving that's just get deposited in our spirits that the Holy Spirit will bring back to us when we need it. Right. I didn't, I didn't know if you were heading yeah. down. Yeah, 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 to yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that part yeah. was 26, but it says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name, he will teach you all things mm-hmm. and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. All things that Jesus said to us. Now, listen, this is crazy because everything that you have ever heard from the Lord is in your spirit somewhere. Because the Bible says when he speaks, nothing returns void, but it will accomplish everything that he set it out to do. Now, God's word in you and whatever God has spoken in you is ready to be accomplished. The only thing that could stand in the way is you. The only thing that can stand in the way of God having his way in our lives is me and you and us and what we don't want to let go of and what we choose to, to, to hang on to and what we idolize our feelings. Oh, I don't feel that this hurt me. So I'm all, this person, you know, we, 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 we human. We all have experienced, you know, wanting to punish somebody by just letting it sting a little longer before we let them, we let them off the hook. Now I ain't getting off that easy. We, we know. All those things can be hindrances to what God is already ready to accomplish in our lives. So there is a letting go and working with God to help to help us to be able to please him. So, yeah, bringing back those things to our remembrance. Everything that you've ever heard, you have a problem, you have an issue that comes up. The Holy Spirit will, will bring something up to help to confirm God's presence in your life. And whether that means it's direction, whether it's encouragement, whether it's something else, the Holy Spirit will bring it up. Hey, listen, you remember when Jesus said this? So this is the work of the Holy Spirit. We talked about wisdom, the spirit of wisdom, a work of the Holy Spirit, a work of the Holy Spirit, knowing what to do in certain situations. The Holy Spirit brings a wind of inspiration and a know-how. Just do this. That's God. So we have access to the supernatural through a relationship with the Holy Spirit. So Jesus said, uh, if you love me, do what I say. That's the prerequisite. If we say we love the Lord, we say we're living for him, then we have to do what he says. But what you say? Uh, but that Holy Spirit will come whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything that I've told you. 
Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. One of the works of the Holy Spirit, and this is actually leading into one of the fruit that we'll talk about later on, is the Holy Spirit comes as a spirit of peace, which is what we need. The, de- the personality and the demeanor of the Holy Spirit is that of peace. You think about a dove and how gentle it is and how it's quiet and it's not boisterous. And it's it's but then there's this there's this quiet strength about a dove, like like there's a confidence about a dove. When you look at a dove and you're like, he, he knows he's a dove and he's just there. If you see me, you see me. You blessed. If you don't see me, well, I'm around. But there's a peace about about the Holy Spirit that is characteristic of his uh, presence in your life. You're not easily rattled. You're not. Anxious, overly anxious all the time, because there is a there's a, there's a knowing and there's a security that a relationship with God and, and, and a cultivating the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives brings to us. So Jesus says, my peace, I leave you my peace. I give you. I do not give you peace as the world gives. So do not let your heart be troubled. Do not let your heart be troubled in this season we're living in. Do not let your heart be troubled. And if we're going to believe in the Lord, if we're going to believe in, in what he's doing in our lives. We cannot allow ourselves and our fears and our anxieties to supersede what the Lord is working on. I believe this season, many of you who are listening, God is working on your heart. He's been using this season to really chisel down on those other things and to really help us in areas that we would have ignored if we weren't able. We weren't kind of forced to shut everything down. Mm-hmm. We would let things go. And this is how the Holy Spirit works. He does the inner work inside of us that while we are um, seeking God and and drawing nigh to God, God is now drawing nigh to us. And it's the Holy Spirit that's working inside of us to help us to grow, to chisel us, to make us to to fortify us, to encourage us, to inspire us, uh, to help us, to give us the courage to live this life with boldness as God has called us to. So we're going to continue with this character building, guys. All right. And we're going to we're going to continue to grow in the Lord. So I'm going to pray. Lord, we thank you and we praise you for this day. We thank you for the opportunity to share your word and to share who you are. It's an honor, Lord, to to even know that you condescend to us human beings, mere mortal man. And you've created everything that is known, seen and unseen. But you desire to have a relationship with us. So, Lord, thank you, first of all, for making that possible, for allowing us to have access to you and your great love. We thank you, God, for all those who have gathered to listen and to spend time with us as we uh, spend this devotional time with you. We pray a special blessing over them. We thank you, God. They're here because you have graced them. You have kept them. You have allowed them to come to a place uh, desiring more of you. So we pray, Lord, that you fill their cups even more. We pray, Lord, that you continue to give them the grace and the courage to seek after you even more. We speak peace to their storms. We speak peace to their life. We speak peace to their situations. We thank you, Lord, for your spirit, your spirit that has drawn us to you. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to know you and that you've made this provision through salvation and through this precious relationship that you've allowed us to have to be able to draw ourselves closer to you. We thank you, Lord, that you are in control of everything in our lives. And many of us find ourselves uh, in various areas emotionally, various areas physically. But help us to know that you are right there with us, that nothing happens to us outside of your careful watch. Nothing happens to us, but everything happens for us because we belong to you. 
This is our prayer today. This is our prayer. In Jesus' name.